0: be the alabama coach what what it'd be dan marino zach thomas jason taylor in that exact order what an opportunity to play and the jets are giving me an opportunity to play
1: i have put a lindal up there before i Ryan like,
0: Ryan. like ricky williams just before dolphins training camp this past july he turned his back on all of it and ruined the dolphins entire season no question about it i am ready to get hurt again ladies and gentlemen boys and girls dolphin fans of all ages the battered fins fan podcast is back live when we are just days away from our inaugural season opener and if that doesn't get you hyped i don't know what does as always i got daniel g the battered fan ceo himself sir how the hell are we doing today
1: you know what would have probably fans a little more hyped if they would have given you guys a freaking home game, the freaking Probably. first or second week of the season, I it, it's rough to – it's rare that you see two road games to start of the year, but regardless, football's back. It, it all counts now.
0: It, all, it does all count. And listen, I just got back from a Miami Dolphins live event where it was catered to season ticket holders where we got to watch the fish tank. And Drive type when Travis Wingfield, The guys were up there putting on a live podcast. They had Joe Rose. They had Channing Crowder come out. It, it was a great experience to be there, network with those guys, talk some X's and O's with them. Let me tell you, it's fun talking to O.J. McDuffie. It's fun talking to Seth Levitt. Channing Crowder is amazing just to talk at all. That guy is the epitome of a clown. But let me tell you something. And I didn't think about it because I listened to Travis Wingfield and I was like, yeah, this guy's a fucking bright guy. But to know how he started, this guy started like in the upstairs. Channing was giving him shit. He's like, you probably started like in your mother's basement. He's like, no, nah. it was like an upstairs room. And he started up on the West Coast and he was a fan from the West Coast. And the way he started, but Channing Crowder gave him a nickname that I, I never thought of until Channing said it. He calls him Rain Man. Because the way that he analyzes film, the way he breaks down game film, the way he breaks down the X's and O's, like a lot of players give him the respect because of how in-depth he is with the way he breaks down film. And I never thought about it until I heard him speak today. And bro, it's absolutely right. That guy is definitely Rain Man. But nonetheless, we're about to have a dope show. We're going to break down the season. We're not going to spend like, yes, yes, Matthew, exactly what you just said. We're about to break down the season. You guys chime in here with your thoughts on your takes on this. We're always going to break down the Chargers game here towards the end of the show. We're not going to spend too long. We're going to quick 25, 30-minute show, give you guys some deets as far as how we feel about this upcoming season. But, Danny, nonetheless, sir, are you ready? I am. I am. Are you ready for,
1: to, to break down uh, all all that's coming? Because this season's a big one. Like, it's – well, let's start with this. What was the last time you were this – one, excited and too optimistic about a season?
0: Yesterday when I was recording with you, you said something that blew my mind. And obviously, mm. you know, Danny is a Jets fan. I mm. didn't expect for you to say what you thought the Jets were going to end up doing. And by all means, if you haven't seen it, if you're a Jets fan, go look at it. We don't have to talk about it here. But you said it, and you said it with such bravado and enthusiasm that it's something that I haven't seen from you before. Like, you're like, yeah, we're going to be a good team. You've said that plenty of times. But the way that you said what you said yesterday, I had to say it back and I'd be like, why not us? Like, the way you're thinking about your team is mm-hmm. the same exact way that Dolphin fans should be thinking about theirs. Because Joe Rose said it today, the boys, um, Seth, Travis, Wingfield, Channing Crowder, this is the best roster that the Miami Dolphins have had in 20-plus seasons. And when you have this much talent on your football team, how could you not think big? And I know it's dangerous to think ahead because injuries could happen like we've like we all know Tua is a great quarterback. We could all agree to that. Or at least most of us can because there are some haters out there. But if we lose Tua Tunga, Tua Tungavaloa, we know that it could be a, a not so good season. But if the majority of this team stays healthy, Danny, why can't we think big? So I am extremely excited and I'm obviously going to give what I think is going to be our final record once we finish breaking down these topics that we have here for today, but I'm with you, bro. I don't know if I'm at that same level that you were last night, but why not think big? So yes, I am super fucking excited. I think the
1: reason that people have a hard time thinking big, like you said, is we all have this conversation about, we all love the NFL because it's wide open, right? Right. Any, any day, uh, uh, the last place team in the division can win the division the next year. And that all holds true. But one thing that doesn't seem to change is that it takes a top-flight quarterback to win a championship. And when you look back at the past winners, we had Patrick Mahomes, Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford, which, I mean, he played in Detroit forever, but he was good. He uh, was. Then you had Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Nick Foles, that random, which which is reason to give people hope, right? Nick Foles could right. win it. But right. Nick Foles, but then you go back to Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, random. Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. So it's always those really top quarterbacks. Even though the NFL is always wide open, you, it's it's consistent. You have Fact. to have one of the best quarterbacks. So the reason that it's hard to kind of put yourself in that position is because the question here, and I guess that kind of goes to our first topic, it's to us health. We believe that Tua can be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But, I mean, the biggest question mark is obviously his health. And I know everybody said he learned how to fall, right? He took those, those classes where he learned how to fall better. He's wearing yeah. a like, bigger helmet or something. Like, yeah. I get that they're trying to work around those issues. But until he proves they can go out there and play 16, 17 games, you, you just, everybody, I think, is a little hesitant to say this is our year.
0: That's a fair opinion. It is. And, and I'm definitely not going to shit on you. I think it's a very fair opinion because it's kind of like when they were saying that he couldn't throw the deep ball and then he lights it up, throwing deep Baltimore. balls against the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. So yeah. it sounds like prove it that you could do it and then I'll believe it. Right. But I, it goes back to what I've told you. I think this whole off season. I think that the caveat that people want to use, oh, well, he's one concussion away from being seriously hurt. Anybody could. That's what I most be, people are. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could take a hit tomorrow really bad, and I could probably be done. But the fact that he plays a violent sport and the fact that he went and built his body, made it bigger, learned how to fall, took jujitsu. Dolphin Cersei, you're my boy, bro. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you so much for showing love like you always do. But the fact is, Danny, I think that's a one-off. Again, Tua has never had concussion problems. Yes, he had a problem staying bodily healthy, whether it was a hip, whether it was a finger, whether it was an elbow, whether it was a wrist and he's taken care of his body since it's been in the NFL. Like he came out and he was taking some massive hits and he would get back up. So I'm not too worried about the body. I think he's definitely worked on being a stronger quarterback, but I'm also not worried about the concussions because of the fact that thicker. It, yeah, it, it's definitely a one off. I think yeah, he had a season where the reason that it was more than one is because the initial one wasn't taken care of correctly. And I think anybody could agree to that. The initial concussion was not diagnosed properly and it was not taken care of properly because of that so i i'm not worried about the concussions whatsoever i am not i don't care if somebody clips this later and posts it again i am 100 not worried about it my biggest worry for this upcoming season that i think most dolphin fans would say is the fact that our offensive line danny if i looked at the injury report today teron armstead has three listed injuries now granted he had a shitload of injuries last year and still p- managed to play every single Sunday, even though he didn't practice. And then 70% to run Armstead is better than almost some other tackles in the league at full strength. So I would take a 70% to run Armstead. Connor Williams, full participant, amazing. Ro- uh, Robert Hunt, boom, amazing. Now we're going to see is Austin Jackson about that life. And when Mike McDaniel was asked today at the press conference who's starting a left guard, he refused to say, he did not say, he did not go ahead and say that it was going to be Liam Meigerberg or it is going to be Isaiah Wynn, but for me, I still can't get over the fact, my biggest worry for this upcoming season, and now it's going to go to you, is the fact that the offensive line is still the biggest question mark to me.
1: Well, I mean, that's what it comes down to, I think, with everybody, and it, it, I know it's kind of boring to kind of have the same answer, but I mean, I think that's the consensus with such a stacked roster, because let's be honest, this roster, like you said, best in the last 20 years, and it, it's It's hard to find the weakness, maybe maybe the linebacking core, maybe. But you guys are strong everywhere, so obviously the attention is, even at backup quarterback, I think you guys are strong. I think the offensive line is where the weakness is. And the fact that Lee and Eicherberg, where everybody agrees, is the weakest link on that offensive line, they still haven't announced Isaiah Wynn as the starter, which I think should be the most worrisome thing. Because I think in preseason, Isaiah Wynn looked the better guard. So why hasn't he been told you have the job? We are recording on September 6th. It's Wednesday. The first game is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that they don't have to put out the official uh, rosters until Thursday. But Come on, man. Like, just, just say it already. Because if Liam Eichenberg is, is starting, that's, that's a problem.
0: I will tell you something that I think you'll agree with. Travis Wingfield, when he was breaking down the offensive line today during the live podcast, he said something about Isaiah Wynn that I think we, we could all agree to. That guy is a major run blocker. He was the first one well, off the line every just- single time they would run the ball. He would pop somebody in the mouth right away, and that's what I want an offensive line because you and I both said we need to run the ball more this year to take care of Tua's health, to take care of the offense, to make sure that we're on the off- we're on the field much longer and give our defense, you know, rest so they don't have to be on the field a lot from quick scores. You need an, a, a a very good offensive line- lineman that can block very well at the running game, and that's Isaiah Wynn. I, I agree,
1: and I think that that's why Isaiah Wynn stood out to me so much because we brought up a few times over the last couple of weeks how good the run game has looked in the, off season, in the preseason. And he had a lot to do with it. Now, you guys ran the ball a lot more than you, like, when you compare it to what you guys did on a regular basis in regular season last year. But now here's where my question lies, because now that you brought that up, is it – possible that they believe Liam Eichenberg is a better pass blocker. Mm. Because Isaiah Wynn stood out to me in the run game. They, yeah. th- I saw him mauling Big people holes. over. And, Big and, and holes! That's what, right. Every time I saw him, I was like, why is this guy not starting? But now that I yeah. think about it, well, if if our biggest worry is Tua's health, and they believe that Isaiah Wynn, it, although he mauls people over in the run game, maybe yeah. they don't believe in him as much in the pass game, even though I think that's Liam Eichenberg sucks. Maybe they think that he's a better pass blocker, right? So if if that's the case, then maybe he does get the job because Isaiah Wynn stood out to me with all those run blocks. So so maybe that, that has something to do. And now that you brought that up,
0: all right. Well, that, that's a fair point. And listen, we're not going to spend too much time on this. Th- those are our biggest worries. If you guys don't agree, by all means, drop it in the comment section. Let us know how you, what you feel is the biggest worry for this upcoming season. Something that we talked about very heavily yesterday when we were talking on the Jets Show, Danny is where will the defense rank for your New York Jets? And I went on a limb, and I said that I think the New York Jets have the capability of being a top-five flight defense. Why? Because you have most everybody returning, right? You added mm-hmm. more depth to your to your mm-hmm. defense. You guys – dude, it's like – I think you said it. Jermaine Johnson played, what, 60% snaps yesterday, uh, last year because you guys had no, a no, consistent
1: – he, he was like
0: 30%. Right, because you guys had a consistent rotation at the defensive line. And that's why I kind of feel like the Jets do have the potential of having a top five defense. When I look at this Dolphins defense, Danny, and I know you're not big on the Bradley Chubbs of the world, just because, again, it's more like prove it to me. I get right. you're a big name. I get you're a big guy. But prove it to me before I say it. Yeah. But I do have faith in Bradley Chubb. I and,
1: have- and to be clear, and, and I just want everybody because yeah, I know people some people think that I, I just bash. The only reason I was against Bradley Chubb is because I didn't think that they should have traded a first round pick for him. That, that was it. Yeah, that yeah. was
0: it. Fair. And I do have faith in uh, Bradley Chubb. I have faith in, in Emmanuel Ogbo And, of course, the monster, the beast, the guy who's like 99% fucking muscle, Jalen Phillips. Jim Phillips, yep. Christian Wilkins, Zach Zieler, um, David Long, very good preseason. Jerome Baker still being in this defense at the center core of it. Andrew Van Ginkle coming back. Cater Kohu, that's your boy. Mm-hmm. Xavier Howard not having to man up the whole entire game. Then you have Brandon Jones coming back. You have Javon Holland, basically the captain of that defense, making sure that the plays are being called in correctly, scoping the whole field out. Danny, when I look at this team, it's hard for me to say with a Vic Fangio led defense, which we've said it a million times on the show. It's never been worse than top five. So when I look at this, sh- when I look at this defense and I look at all the talent on it, I got to say, if the Jets are in the top five, the Dolphins 100% should be in the top five as well.
1: I agree. And and the fact that I think the question mark on the defense outside of cornerback, I think was middle linebacker, David long because yep. of his health issues. But right. with Channing Tindall back there, I think you feel good. Like if David long, for some reason, just can't play all 17, you got a good backup. Like you guys have depth just about everywhere. Also. Now, my only, my only question has been Xavier and Howard. Now, sure. I think zone might help, right? That's when he was averaging all those picks when he uh, early in his career. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. Top five for sure. I, I think that top five was Vic Fangio was the best acquisition in the AFC. Not in the AFCs. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. But up there, right behind Aaron Rodgers, he was the best acquisition in the AFC East because nobody's talking about the fact that he is a defensive mastermind and he has quite the roster. Like, he's done this before with bad defenses We've and made about them it. good.
0: We he's made them that. good.
1: He's taken a good defense and he can make them better. So I definitely
0: think top five defense for sure. That that that's that's oh you know who's in the house. Fin's talk sports network. Definitely give these guys a follow. I, I want to say that Finn's Talk Sports Network drops a show every other hour. I could be wrong, but these boys <laughs> drop a show every other hour where it's about wrestling, soccer, basketball, baseball. I swear these guys are consistently on. If you're following us, make sure you follow them. These guys always show love and they always drop great content. But we talked about it a million times. Vic Fangio, for for me, the best Miami Dolphins acquisition. The fact that we were able to get him wrapped up and it was kind of on the fence there for a little bit because he didn't come out officially and say that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be the Dolphins defensive coordinator. I thought for a second it was gonna be like a Dalvin Cook situation. We're like, oh my god, we're not getting this guy. But the fact that he's coming yeah. in, he's gonna he's gonna help my McDaniel as far as you know putting the game in a hole together. He's gonna be able to learn off of Vic Fangio's experience being in the league since like 1982. So I think I think that's that it's. Not, okay. what's
1: funny is that that's not an exaggeration. It's not. It's, not, it's really I think, not an I think exaggeration. It was eighty-five.
0: I think it was eighty-five. Some, it, yeah. it, it's it's somewhere in that in that in, in that level. See, I I told you almost, but Danny, that that's my point. I think vangio was is going to turn this defense around. What was yours?
1: What what I I think so. Also, I I do want to have asked you just one question about the defense. See what you say. Okay. Hey, uh, now that Jalen Ramsey went down, you know everybody moves up. Sure. Who gets more snaps, Cam Smith or Eli Apple?
0: Cater Kohu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now Kader <or> Kohu's starting. <laughs> He's starting uh, uh, on the opposite <laughs> side of Xavier and Howard.
0: So who's 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 that nickel? Because Vic Fangio said Cam Smith has to get to the point where I trust him more. Because he said that, I have to go Eli Apple as much as I don't so want how, to. The guy.
1: So, so how many games until Eli Apple gets? kind of just beat over and over. He's like, you know what, Cam? Just just figure it out.
0: I think Cater Kohu is going to cover Keenan Allen a lot on that side of the field. Um, on Sunday, okay. ha- Yeah, yeah. They have Mike Williams out there as well. Xavier Howard's going to, you know, have something to do with that. I hate to say this because I'm a Dolphins fan. But whoever Eli Apple is covering, <laughs> you should... Start him in fantasy. <laughs> you, you, should, you, you should definitely start him in fantasy. The ball's definitely going that way. I think Justin <laughs> Herbert... Um, previous rookie offensive rookie of the year. Um, I I think he's smart enough to know. I probably should pick on that guy that we've seen on the national spotlight get burned by everyone and their mother. But yes, that's, that's who I would go with. Uh, You guys
1: need Cam Smith to figure it out or Fangio for somehow start trusting him quickly. Cam Smith was like a stud in the preseason. (laughs) Facts. All right. uh, So now let's just throw it out there. Season's coming up, you know, every season, we have players that, you know, we heard their name, but, like, okay, well, whatever. What player do you predict, you know, just random takes, right, could surprise us this season coming up?
0: I'm getting ready for this one because oh, I think it's going to shock excited. You. I'm excited. I think it's going to shock you. The revival of Austin Jackson. Um, oh, okay. I'm going with the revival of Austin Jackson. The reason I say that – um is the fact that this guy is going into a contract year here. And I, and one of the things that I think we've said before on the show is that if this team doesn't pay you, someone's going to pay you, right? And I think Austin Jackson is getting to that level where he's been very healthy this offseason. He's looked good in the preseason, and I think mentally he's getting there. Now, he's never been Makai beckton ish in the aspect of like off-field issues, just not taking care of his body, anything like that. I think the game was just too fast for him for a first round pick. I think that if he, we would have drafted him second round, third round, I don't think a lot of people would have an issue with Austin Jackson because you're like, all right, this guy is more like a project. But I think Austin Jackson is finally going to get to the point where he solidifies the right side, ta- the right tackle position, which is again we we discussed with the lefty at quarterback is possibly the most important position. Because 100%. You don't you don't want Tua taking those back shots the Blind side, yep. Right, so Pause. I. <laughs> I think 100% it's going to be the rejuvenation of Austin Jackson. He's going to solidify the right tackle position. So we're going to be able to have and feel confident in Robert Hunt at right guard and Austin Jackson at right tackle.
1: Okay. Um, can I give you two? Of course. Off- offense. I've been saying it since you the know, beginning of the offseason. Eric and that big body, oh, yeah. finally going to get some use. That's I think boy. he's going to get, he's going to get, six to eight touchdowns this season I really do think in the red zone I think that he's going to be that big body I know Braxton Barrett is technically the third receiver because he's a slot receiver but I think you're going to see a lot of easy and then on defense I know I just talked about him but I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Smith eventually ends up being that second starter Mm -hmm. and I'm talking like Jalen Ramsey comes back next year Cam Smith is starting on the other side of Jalen Ramsey like I really do like what I saw from Cam Smith and I do think that he has that capability. Now you're telling me that he said, Fangio said that he has to start trusting him more. Yeah, maybe that gives me a little more trepidation in my prediction. But before you said that, I felt pretty confident. I think this kid's gonna end up being a starter at some point.
0: Well, one of the things that you and I talked about, Sauce Gardner, was that we felt we felt like his hip movement, all there, his skills, mm-hmm. all there. We, but we thought he was a little bit too handsy. Yep. I think that when a, I think when a when a, when an old head like Vic Fangio says I need to see more tape, I need to trust him more. I think it's just giving Cam Smith the opportunity to go out there and prove himself when he does get the snaps. And I yeah. think this guy, from what we saw, he's a dog, and I think he will prove himself. I think it's kind of some, some coach talk. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because, listen, if you guys haven't seen Hard Knocks, um, which I think most people have and they just don't want to admit it, Robert Sala <laughs> Robert Sala strikes me as a type that he'll get even the weakest player to play that much stronger. And I think that's what, exactly what Vic Fangio does with his defenses. So yeah. by all means, I think dude, Cam Smith is gonna be a dog. Is he gonna have a Sauce Gardner rookie season? I don't think so. Just because of the Jalen Ramsey coming back in December, Cater Kohu, your boy being an undrafted dog last year. I think he's gonna he's earned the right to start on that opposite side. But do you
1: like him better at nickel?
0: I do. I do. I I so love, do I. Listen, you know that I love Nick Needham. I love Nick Needham. At that nickel position, I don't like Nick Needham being lined up outside. But if you're telling me I got to live with Kater Kohu at outside or at the nickel, give 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 me him at the nickel because the way he wraps running backs, the way he wraps tight ends, he doesn't yeah, care he, he,
1: who's got the ball. That, that's why I've fall in love with him, man. Yeah. He, he's he's a dog. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Because I like him, and that's why I think Cam Smith will eventually be the starter out on the outside, and then move uh, Kater Kohu on the inside uh, as the as that nickel. All right. So. Moving over to uh, the negative side because we're battered fans, right? So we got to talk about the negative. Right in there, right? We got
0: we to talk, talk some batteredness.
1: Right. And, uh, and uh, usually th- these are the type of things that kind of have p- people like, you know, talking crap about us because, you know, they want to defend their players. We should understand. I re- you want to protect your players. I get it. 100%. But if we had to just randomly t- have a hot take and say, I think this player might disappoint. And not that he's going to be bad, but we're not going to get what we're hoping to get out of him. Right. Who do you think would disappoint this year?
0: First of all, I love that you prefaced that way because, again, I hate to keep bringing up the Jets show. We said some outlandish shit yesterday, but our boy Gunny really went the extra mile to say some outlandish shit. We're not saying these players are bad. We're not saying they're going to be terrible. But out of the, the the landscape of 53 players, who do we think is either going to take a step back or disappoint as far as where we think they should be? Mine, it, it's, it's easy. It's easy, and I, and I hate how easy it is. Because he's been a disappointment up until this point, I think he'll continue being a disappointment. It's going to be Leah Meikenberg. I don't think this guy is a starting left guard capable on this team. And I hate saying that. I really do. And I know you're giving me that face because you wanted somebody else, but it's impossible for me to pick somebody else. Such an easy answer. It is. It is. But (laughs) when you look at him, I can't look at another player on this team and be like, you know what? I'm expecting a Pro Bowl season on this guy, but he's not going to give me one. I couldn't think. I went through the roster. And I couldn't pick – so I'm, I'm hoping you give me another one. But for me, it's Liam Eikenberg, man. I, I don't know if he needs another year to be seasoned. But hopefully he comes out and just puts everyone on their ass on Sunday and, and shuts everyone up because he's like the human battering ram where everybody's just using him and, as a punching bag. And I hate it because the guy's a great guy. But, dude, at left guard, at left tackle, at center, I don't know what it is. But right now from the tape that you've shown – I don't see how you still have a starting job in the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna go with Emmanuel Akba. Woo! Uh, I sorry, our girl Gloria showed up. Yeah, What's yeah, up, no, I Gloria? saw. What's so yeah. Gloria? How you doing? I Thought Boop? you were
1: happy because uh, Emmanuel Agba wasn't gonna. No, I, why? I,
0: why would I? Why would I be happy? I'm surprised. You're using surprised. my namesake. You're using my namesake, and you're saying Emmanuel's is gonna be bad. That is my name. That is my full legal yes. name. I hate Emmanuel. using it, but Emmanuel is my name.
1: Look, he disappointed last year so much so that they felt like they had to trade for Bradley Chubb. He has, I believe, the biggest cap, kit, cap hit on the team this year. So what you're supposed to get from him, I don't think you're going to get. He may not even be a starter. I don't know how how often uh, or how much they ro- rotate um, on pass rushers here with Fangio's we'll defense. We'll find, right, we'll but I think that just based off of what he's getting paid and what he should be – I don't know if he finishes the season as a Dolphin. I think he might get traded before the deadline. That that that's what I think for Emmanuel Aqua.
0: Wow, wow! I listen. I, I I hopefully somebody else disagrees with you there because I disagree with you. I think that the fact that he doesn't have as much pressure on him to perform, I think, is going to be the reason why he exceeds expectations. Because right now you're saying that you expect the least amount of. Production from Emmanuel Ogba, and that's probably why he ends up getting traded. I think the fact that the, the fact that he's coming in behind Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips is the reason that he is going to succeed. Because Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are going to tire the hell out of those tackles on the outside. And then guess what? Once you rotate those guys out, then you have to deal with Emmanuel Ogba coming in and giving you the same type of intensity off that edge. So... It's it's a great opinion and I see why you're saying it because of a, because of an injury plague season that he had last year. I was about to say slow- you always
1: tell me that it was that injury plague season and that's why, why? he underperformed.
0: Why? And, but slow production as well because remember those first 3 games he wasn't injured but it, there was some slow production and, but I think that was an overall defensive line issue. Like I remember telling you I'm like dude is is Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Agbon not able to get to the quarterback because we watched the first three games and I felt like every single quarterback had an hour to throw the ball. But Again, I think a lot of that is Josh Boyer' biggest mistake at defensive coordinator, and then furthermore, Emmanuel Ogba's injury later in the season. But I honestly think that because of Vic Fangio, he's. I think. I think he's going to prove you wrong. I understand your point, but I think he's going to prove you wrong.
1: Well, for your, uh, for your hope, I, 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 hope you're right. But he was the major talking point on our on this show last year for like the first half of the season up until they traded for Bradley uh, for Brad Phillips. Bradley, Bradley, Chubb. Chubb. Bradley Chubb, there we go. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm mixing him and Jalen Phillips. Uh, yeah. He was the major talking point up until that point. So, I mean, I know I, I know the whole thing about him being injured, him being injured, but I, I don't know, man. I get it. With Bradley so Chubb in front good. of him and, and Jalen Phillips, I don't even think he finishes the season. I, I mean, the fact that his contract is so inflated and he still has another two years after this year, maybe it's not easy to move him if he's not producing. But... I, I think that, that that's the, the person that I think might disappoint this year.
0: I understand. Listen, I understand. And, and I know I know what you're saying. It's kind of easy to use the scapegoat of injury, but I honestly feel that with Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, he's going to have a, a surprisingly good season. But let's move on to what would be a failure because, again, we're better fans out here. Like, we're expecting the world. So in our eyes, you as an outside Dolphins fan, um, that has to watch Dolphin games all season because we do the show together, and then the fact that I'm hardcore, fully in my veins Dolphin fan. I got to tell I gotta... you
1: something. I I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Pe- people just assume that I hate Dolphin fans. I, I like you guys. I want to see you happy. Like I live in Miami. I, I like Dolphin fans. I right. Know you guys don't like Jets fans for whatever reasons, but I like Dolphin fans.
0: I, I don't know what it is either, but I, I think Twitter is is the reason for that because it talks tox- the toxicity of X is is horrendous but let's talk about what could potentially be a failure now i prefer to go to you first because right. like i i know that you, what your expectation is for your own team so when you look at this team what would do you think would be a a horrific failure of a season
1: well i think that a fail, you have to at least at minimum win a playoff game mm-hmm. right i really do think that anything less than a playoff win is a failure for this team, and you have to start questioning Mike McDaniel because you make it to the playoff second year in a row. Brian Flores made it with them the year before that, didn't they? Mm -hmm. So that would be three years in a row, no playoff wins. You haven't won a playoff game in, what, 20, what, 22, 23 years now? Long time, long time. With this roster, I understand that Super Bowl or bust is one of those things that's very difficult to say in the NFL, especially as a Dolphin fan, you know that. But you gotta win a playoff game. You have to like that is the minimum. And if you don't win it, I I think that this season is a failure. If you fail to win a playoff game, so if you make the playoffs and lose in the first round, failure. If you make it at least to the second round, then think you know at that point you're playing against Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You're playing against those type of players. Then it's it's a little different. But you gotta get that first win.
0: I'll tell you this, and let's go to hit, uh, Matthew's comment here. It seems the comment consists that Abba doesn't fit this new Fangio defense. Abba is better with his hands in the dirt, and that's apparently not how Fangio's defense works. You're absolutely he's, right. He's going to be out wide, yep. Right, he's going to be out wide, but I feel like, and that is true. I agree with you, Matt. I think that is his strong suit, but I feel like when you're a rotational player coming in behind two guys, they're going to be, be beating up the offensive line, and now your only job is to stand on the edge and just rush. Like That's your job. Just get to the quarterback. That's your... I think that's something the Jets do really well. You guys cause so much pressure with just a four-man rush, and I think that's kind of what Panju is going to bring to this. Not a lot of blitzing, but we're going to cause a lot of havoc with the front four, and I think Emmanuel Alba is going to have something to do with that. But let's talk about what would be a failure. Making <sighs> – not making the playoffs. Well, obviously. Wait, wait, right. wait. No, no, but I'm saying not making the playoffs should be grounds for firing. Now, I am against firing because I feel like when you're constantly rotating head coaches, GMs, you're never going to get the continuity you need to be a winning franchise. You have to go through the lumps. You ha- like If you feel confident that what you're building is going to be good for a long period of time, like we talk about the Jets having a lot of youth, right? The Dolphins also have a lot of youth. Now, I, agree- I get it. Like, primetime players are about to get paid, right? So you're going to have so much room to be able to pay all these guys. But this team right now is built to compete. We're not built right now to grow another 10 years and have consistent playoff appearances. I think if you don't make the playoffs, somebody's got to be on the chopping block. I don't know who that is. I would not say Mike McDaniel because I think if you're going to keep two, you got to keep Mike McDaniel. Because I think those two are going to be very good together. But moving on to that what would i consider a failure is i agree with you 100%. if we do not win in the first round, make it to the divisional round and even compete in that divisional round. like cuz think about it. let's say you win a wild card game, right? and then you, you go into out. the second and then you get blown out. Yeah. what the f- that, that still means that you're not at the level where you're supposed to be. so i, I for me to be happy would be a, a win in the first round and then competing my ass off in that second round because listen and you're Skylar saying that's Th- the minimum, obviously. That's the minimum. Skylar Thompson almost beat the Buffalo Bills. We yeah. know that. So that gives me hope that we can make the playoffs. One, and then two, that we could definitely make it into the next round. Because we had Skyler Thompson and the Buffalo Bills on the ropes this past season. Right. So that's my minimum. Obviously, what's what's the opposite side of the cookie from that? What do I expect, Danny, before we move on here to wow. previewing the the final predictions here? Um I'm going to see you in the playoffs, sir. And I'm going to see you so. being eliminated. I'm going to be seeing you. I'm going to see be happy seeing you be eliminated by my team if we face each other in the playoffs. Sure. I think, again, and, and now I can finally say it. With the bravado that you had about your team last year, I kind of feel the same way. But I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say that my team is a, is Because you don't believe 90- it. No, I do believe it. But wait. I, don't I, believe have it. A, I feel like even if we knock out rounds one and two, I got to see what we do against the, the, the chiefs this season before I'm saying, because I still think that the chiefs are going to go all the way to the AFC championship. I still think that's the team to beat in the AFC, but I, I can see it. Right. I, mm-hmm. I can see an AFC championship preview, Miami dolphins, AFC championship game in Miami. Um, Maybe not in Miami, maybe not in Miami, because the Chiefs are going to win the division handedly. Um, But but listen, we're going to be in Kansas City. Everybody wanted us to go to Kansas City, Danny. I think we are going to get a trip to Kansas City anyway. Yeah, we're going to get a trip to Kansas City anyways. And uh, we're going to go up there and face, uh, we're going to face the Kansas City Chiefs with the potential of going to the Super Bowl.
1: I like that. That would be really cool with Tyreek Hill returning to Kansas City for a big game like that.
0: Or a playoff game. Oh, that would be amazing.
1: That would be pretty cool um okay and season like record prize you guys went into division how many wins
0: i i told you when we did it with big e a few weeks back that i felt like we had a very strong inclination of finishing the season like five and oh like that from that from that titans game down i thought we would finish five and oh i still feel that way but I'm, I'm leaning more towards the 11 to 12 win scenario i i know i give us 13 when we initially did it, yeah, I think it's I think it's closer to, to to eleven, um. So I would go eleven and six to finish the season. Again, get a wild card, and it's a, it's it's mind boggling for those listening that you have eleven wins and you could potentially be a wild card. I'm just saying that is mind boggling to me. That's how good the AFC is. But yeah, I think eleven wins is probably what we're going to accomplish. AFC Championship game is what I'm going with.
1: I am going to go 11 and six as well. Wild card. So you guys make it into the wild card round. You go and play. I don't know who in the first round. I do think you guys finally get that monkey off your back because eventually it has to happen, right? right you right. guys have the roster for it. Um, and I think you guys get as far as the division round. I don't think you guys make it to the conference championship. And uh, I don't know who it is. And I don't know where you go. I don't know if you go to Buffalo, you go to Kansas city, New York. I don't know where you're going. But I don't think you guys make it out of the division round, but in my opinion, that is a success because that is quite the monkey to get 100%. off your back after 23 100%. years. Now, with, with the roster you have, obviously, nobody really wants to hear that. You guys want to actually make it at least to the AFC Championship, but I think that that's where it ends.
0: Okay. That, that, again, it's a fair point. Anybody listening, drop it in the comments. Let us know what you think the final record is going to be. What do you see? The, listen, it's easy for me to say, it would be easy for me to say, with the roster that we have, we're definitely going to the Super Bowl, but I can't bring myself to be that type of fan. I will never set the bar to that level of disappointment for me if we don't make it, so i'm'm I'm, I'm okay with saying AFC championship game. I really if you am. had
1: I have, I have a question for you. If you hypothetically had Patrick Mahomes on this roster right now, would you say it? Yes, okay. so you would say it if you felt it. yeah, okay that, that was my question. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. I told you I, I thought the addition of um of uh, this running back from the Colts I, Darwin, is, oh oh Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, the fact that he's 24 years old and this guy's just running over the whole league, I think that adding him to the mix of a Tua, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill combination offense, and this is yeah. this is no sh- there's no shot to read Mostert. The guy was averaging five yards per carry last year, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. But the fact that Jeff
1: you- Wilson's not being available is going to hurt on Sunday. Right. And let's get let's get into Sunday real
0: quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into Sunday because I know I know we got to wrap this up. So we're gonna face the Chargers at 4:25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Danny, mm-hmm. in LA. Let me tell you real quick. I love the fact that this is how we're starting the season off. You want to know why? Why? Last year, that West Coast trip, what was the biggest game where you're like, all right, maybe the Dolphins aren't what they are? It wasn't the 49ers game. It was the Chargers. It was a Chargers game.
1: Because you thought the that they could
0: bounce back. Correct. I felt like what we saw from Tua in that 49ers game, dude, you're talking about the number one defense. Exactly. You're talking about the number one defense. You're like, you know what? Yeah, he had a bad game, but that's also – you could you could scapegoat it. So it was the number one defense he played against. Yep. But now that Chargers game, it left, oh, it left a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Mike yeah. McDaniel obviously could have ran the ball more. Tua could have played much better than what he did. That defense should not have got ran over the way they did by Justin Herbert in that offense. But alas, Danny, when I look at this, I'm very excited that this is the game because this is a way to get the monkey off their back. Like that game last year that we went up there and lost was a fluke. Now we're about to show you what's really about. We're going to run the ball much better. Our defense is going to play much better. Tua is going to take care of the ball and play much better. I think Mike McDaniel, this game has haunted him over the last season. Haunting is a strong word, but what I'm saying, it's one of—I'm pretty sure it's one of the games that have stood on his brain more than the other games, because he didn't adapt well. He did not adapt well on that trip. They played much better when they went to Buffalo. I think we could yeah. all agree to that. Yeah. But this is the game that I think they want more than anything. And even if we lose, it's going to be a much competitive game. But Danny, I don't—I don't have them losing. What? How do you feel about this upcoming game? I,
1: I think that these two teams are 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 very similar in what I'm expecting them to show this year. And because Max of Matthew. that, I, I usually kind of lean towards the home team. So that's why I lean towards the Chargers and Joey Bosa. If we're, if we're going to find out about that offensive line, we're going to find out about them early real this quick. season. Real quick. real because quick. Joey Bosa can blow up an offensive line real quick. So I, I think that the Chargers win a close game. And I, I'm, I'm excited, What's your final man. score?
0: What's your final score?
1: I'm going to go... 27-21.
0: I like that score. I like that score because I, I, I was gonna go I was gonna go 24-27 dolphins, and yeah. that's that's a great point. That's a great point because that killed him in that playoff game. Yeah, Chargers not was not was no, there, yeah. yeah, yeah, not knowing how to manage a clock. That killed him a lot last year. But Gloria, I think that's one of the things that we talked about when we talked about Vic Fangio. That's gonna help Mike McDaniel a lot. His experience in that situation is gonna help him a lot. Danny, my my final guesstimation is. The Chargers will lose to the Miami Dolphins to start the season. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be 24-27. I think that we squeak it out of there in the last minute with your boy Jason Sanders giving us a dub right in the last couple of minutes. I think that's that's really the way it's going to go down.
1: I should have changed who was going to disappoint this year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's your boy. That's your boy. Go
1: ahead. Lead us out, Manny.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you already know if you stuck around and you listen to the show the whole entire time, whether you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Thank you so much for giving us a love of support. Hit the like button. It is free to hit the like button. I promise you it's not going to cost you a dime, especially if you stood out here listening to the whole thing. Danny, as always, thank you so much for being my co-host on this show. I love talking Dolphins football and I love talking it to all these people. And by the way, like I told you off air, it was amazing being at that um at the Fish Tanks Live podcast today with Drive Time with Travis Wingfield, the fact that two people came up to me and said, "Hey, aren't you that guy from the Batter Tan Show?" Well, yes, yes I am. Thank you so much for coming up to me. They took a couple of pictures of me. That was pretty exciting. I'm not saying we're getting there. I'm not saying we're getting, but it was exciting to have that. That was pretty exciting. What about you, Very Danny? Cool. Any final words?
1: No, no, no. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun year coming up. I love talking football. I love talking Dolphins. Even though I hope nothing but the worst for you guys. But I love the fans. So I want to see you guys happy. So I, I enjoy it. And if you are into any other Miami sports, battered Marlins, battered Heat, battered or Herons, it, it's all there. So it's all part of the network. So go ahead and join us on all the streaming platforms.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Batter fan fan show. And y'all have yourselves a wonderful evening. Peace.